son, if you hit a man in his face in time, his wounds will heal. And later on, you can apologize to that man. If you steal his goods, later on, you can return those goods. <laughs> or you can repay him equal value. But if you kill, there is no later on. There's no way to repair it with that man. There's no way to make it right with him or his family. His life is gone forever. You never come back for that. Okay? It's really, it's much longer, but I'm going to stop I know right this there. already. <laughs> I forget. South Central. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. That's one of my favorite OG movies. Bobby Johnson? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, that was one of my favorite movies. That's like a classic. That's like one of the underrated ones, though. It is. Like, it's like far, it's like, it's like a black like coat classic kind of. Yeah, it's kind of put in like the same category as the wood. And stuff I wouldn't like even that. put it in the same category as the wood. I feel like the wood is like a little bit more. I mean, yeah, because yeah. Of who's in it? I would put it in the category with like New Jersey Drive, like those type of movies yeah, where yeah, like yeah. unless you was like really like into that shit, you wouldn't know like how many movies kind of pertain to that. Yeah, that's you true. know. Speaking of New Jersey Drive, I know you're listening. Oh, yeah. Run yeah. me my shit. You know he ain't giving us shit. <laughs> we got to watch that again, too. I feel like we should just, like, have a weekend. You know what we should start doing? Like, we have that calendar that we don't use anymore. We should make it, like, a movie calendar. Mm, that way yeah, we can, yeah. Yeah, like, we can I feel put like, something. Yeah, yeah, because we definitely behind. We definitely behind on, on some movies. On house movies and theater movies. It's ridiculous. Yeah. We're really falling behind. Yeah, and we so. ain't like that. That ain't, that ain't what we do. Nah. But, uh. Oh, yeah, we can make that happen. <laughs> we can make that happen. Cool, cool, cool. Um, welcome, welcome, y'all. Welcome to episode 74. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Um, what yeah, you loving on this week, my baby? My loving on for this week is, and I think this both our loving ons. Okay. Um, is getting a new J-O-B. <laughs> you know, new J-O-B. Growth. New, new things, new tangs. Big you know, things popping. Yeah, mine. That's I don't understand. <laughs> like we did, we were doing so good. <laughs> yeah, we both got new jobs. Um, congrats to us. And it's crazy because we start the same week, Bruh. which is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So you know that you know with with new jobs is like change, transition. Yeah, so we literally had little Tommy. She had a week off. Cause I'm, I, I, have a day I off. that, that is a choice, sir. I mean, that is a choice. I don't know. Choice. That is a choice. Cause they ask you, when do you want to start? That is a choice. And when do you want to not start? Right. Yeah, or not no. start, but like when you want to end your current job and when you start your new job is fully a choice that you decide. Well, ending my current job is different. Starting my new job is really different because they don't work like that. I mean, you, you, you control I got you. You control yeah, the direction, whatever. sir. And I was adamantly like, nah, bruh, I need a week to decompress, recenter myself, and like fully I mean, yeah. let everything out. And that, that shit was like amazing. It went by crazy fast and slow at the same time, but it was definitely essential. Definitely yeah, essential. so, you know, we're we going to be on the grind. Um, you know, different different environment, of course. Different people, different culture, just got to adjust and, you know, get to know everything. And, you know, learning, I think, is important for the first week. Oh, yeah, like just challenging yourself. Taking yeah. notes. Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. Um, yeah, so that's what's up. What is your loving on? Uh, my, you're right. Mine is kind of related to that, but I was a little bit more like broad. And I was saying mm-hmm. change because I feel like with um, me, there's a lot that's not necessarily different. Um, but just what I've been used to in my previous job, especially considering that was the job I've had for like the past almost five years, which is mm-hmm. a long time in like employment history. Cause most people be done with a job like after two years. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so like that, in addition to the fact that obviously we had y'all smack dab in the middle of it, COVID happened smack dab in the middle of it. So like for like the second half of my tenure there, I was used to being home like exclusively. And this job is more hybrid. So, like, there's there's definitely change and adjustments in terms of, like, getting used to being back in office in a regular capacity. Mm-hmm. You know, we've already kind of worked out what that looks like. Um, but I think, yeah, overall, just kind of change and, and challenging yourself um, to kind of get comfortable with, like, what you were previously uncomfortable with. You know, like, I didn't love going into the office because it was like, why? But because I haven't been in office in a regular capacity for so long, I'm kind of I was kind of excited at the the prospect of having to do it regularly, and it hasn't been bad. It hasn't been bad. Okay, okay, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. I know you. I know you probably got a nice office. The office is amazing. Nice view. Beautiful views. Beautiful. Beautiful views. Um, But yeah, so that's actually. A perfect segue onto the topic that we're going to be discussing today. This is another Drew topic. He's been churning them out for y'all. He's been churning them out for y'all, right? Um, and that's basically the idea of control. Mm-hmm. How you yeah. navigate the things that you can control versus what you can't control. How it kind of shows up in your life. Um, but I guess tell the people a little bit about like what made you kind of want to talk about this like what prompted it for you like so with my job you know i work for the state Mm -hmm. so we have to take you know different exams like civil service exams uh for for different positions and in order to be permanent in that certain position you will have to pass a certain exam with a 70 or above Mm -hmm. to be permanent so i took the exam over the weekend and I think I did, I know I did well. I, I like that control. I know I did well, but yes. it's like with with exams that are graded, um, it takes time to grade like certain exams. Like this one, it's like 90 to 120 days mm-hmm. to grade. So they're like really old school. It's like pencil and paper, like the, you know, the scantrons that we used to have in high school, the green and white ones. Oh, shit. It was and like the, something was, like was that. Was it one of those blue books? It wasn't a blue book. It was orange and white, but... Oh. Yeah. I halfway missed the blue but, books. Yeah, it wasn't... It wasn't like, you know, the slim scantron. It was like a wide scantron full of, like, mad bubbles and shit. I think it went to, like, 150. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, basically, you have to pass the exam, you know, in order to be permanent in that certain position. And with me, the way I think, I overthink stuff like... Mm-hmm. Oh, what if I don't pass? What happens? You know, then and you spiral. Yeah. So and then all the negative thoughts. It's like, it's like it start off small, like the 
the thought and then it opens and then up you're drowning, wider yeah. because all the negative thoughts are like coming in and making the hole bigger and stuff like that. Yep. So, you know, just like you said, tend to spiral, spiral a lot and overthink and um, the negative thoughts get the best of me. So that's how I came up, like, with this topic, because I'm like, oh, shit, like, I know I'm not the only one who, who thinks like this. I know. Oh, no, absolutely not. Everybody, mostly everybody thinks like this. Yeah. In terms of the what any is, aspect yeah. in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether, you know, deal with a relationship, you know, anything pertaining to their, their life. Exactly. You know, so. Because, you know, they say that, what is it, that whole cliche, like, life is 10% what happens to you, 90% how you react. So yeah. it's like yeah. most of the shit that happened to you, you you don't control. Like the only thing you control is yourself. Right. Right. And so like that's a crazy space to be in considering like you're navigating um, like as a person, all of us were navigating um, such complex situations and nine times out of 10, it's involving someone else mm-hmm. or some other entity uh so again, like you lose control the moment you kind of just do what you do and then kind of leave it to the universe. Yeah. So you don't really know what can happen. Oh, no. Or yeah. Like, all you could do is like focus on the now and focus on like what, what you can control. Yeah. I think another thing for the what ifs like is like the longer you allow them to fester, the more they tend to kind of like spiral and drown you out. You know, like, I think we talked about this where it's like, okay, it's not even just the fact that it's a test that you don't get the result from right away. You have to wait three months before you even get the result. Right. Right. So, like, as that time continues to drag, it's like, well, shit, like, even if you repaired the thought at one point, it's like, okay, that's one month down the line. Shit, it's been a month. You know, like, and then it keeps on. And it's normal. right, Right. It's normal. Like, those thoughts are normal. But I think it's definitely worth dissecting. To kind of figure out like how you navigate them because like you said like it's not something that's um unique to you everyone yeah. goes through this in some capacity right so like with that i know i've done research and did a couple research and um and i found this article you 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 heavy hitting with your articles yeah i found this article and basically it's called Accepting what I can't control, and it's by Live Well with Sharon Martin. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna read a few sentences to give you a brief, you know, some insight mm-hmm. on what it's about. Um, so it says, Life rarely goes according to plan. Preach. I used to think I could make a plan, work hard, and accomplish what I set out to do. Mm-hmm. I'm a planner, I like routines and consistency, I like to know what's going to happen. I like it when my life goes according to plan, don't you? But often, life doesn't go as you expect. You lose, a, you lose your job, your spouse files for the divorce, ouch. Your mom's diagnosed, diagnosed with cancer, that's crazy. These are extremes. <laughs> she's like drops out of college. God damn, like she, okay. like she, she didn't, she hard-headed. Yeah, she didn't she do regular shit. She was like, no, we're gonna give you the real. Real right, raw. I'm done. Um, and it says just a few uh, sentences from this um, um, part of it. It says accepting things we can't control. It's hard to accept unwanted and un- unexpected challenges 
whether they're due to a global pandemic, car accident, or the end of a relationship. Pause for a moment and think about how you feel when life throws you a curveball or things feel out of control. You might feel frustrated, overwhelmed, or afraid. So I think these are things that we all feel mm-hmm. um, when we feel like we can't, we're losing control of something in our life. Like the things that she mentioned, like a job, you know, of course, we all been in relationships and we felt that we wasn't in control of something that happened in the relationship, mm-hmm. even though we thought we had control over it. Yeah. We, you know, we lost control. You know what I like about this article? Like she also mentions you might feel embarrassed, guilty, inadequate, or like a failure. Um, and then... How she kind of wraps it up is just definitively stating these feelings are the result of judging and blaming ourselves for things we can't control. And Mm -hmm. that isn't fair. And like that resonated with me because y'all know uh, I am a recovering perfectionist. (laughs) I am very much uh, like what she mentioned she is towards the beginning. I like consistency. I like planning. I'm very type A. Right. right. That made me think about the freaking like when she said things don't go according to plan, like the curveballs. Right. When we were pregnant with Yara, like we Mm -hmm. we told Mm -hmm. the story a few times, like we didn't know COVID was going to hit. Nobody knew COVID was going to hit. So like by the time it hit, we were at the tail end of that pregnancy and it up like upheaved everything. Every aspect of what we thought our pregnancy was going to be was no longer a thing. Right. Like, we didn't even end up going to the hospital that we was going to for months. Like, we didn't end up going to that hospital. Right? Like, we planned natural. We had a C-section. Like, all of these things, like, we planned for Drew to be there consistently. He was not allowed to be there until I was in active labor. Like, all of those things. Uh-huh. And it's like, you, you kind of have to relinquish control, obviously, because there's really no, there's no way around it. But then, I think the biggest part of it is what she mentioned, which is, how are you navigating your feelings around it? Because I think that's where people tend to spiral. Right. Right. And then you get overwhelmed as opposed to like, okay, well, I'm accepting that I can't control this. Like, what does that look like? Yeah. I think that's, that's something that, you know, we all trying to figure out. Mm-hmm. Like everything that you have in your head, like planned out, it seems good like on paper but then when reality (laughs) hits it's like oh shit i didn't know this could go bad like this i didn't know i wasn't able to do this or or i couldn't do this Mm -hmm. you know so in your head everything is is uh it's like a thought out plan but then when it comes down to it it doesn't go life don't work like that yeah because if that was the case then everything would be all gravy but future king you know like you said, everything is like a curveball. You don't know what to expect. You don't know what's on the other side of the door. So you just have to control what you can control and just be good with that. I feel like the the curveball aspect of it is what it wasn't like front of mind for me, I think, because it's very easy to understand where um, lack of control kind of spirals when something unexpected happens like what she said like a unexpected divorce or like a car accident something that's like really spur of the moment mm-hmm. but obviously it also manifests in instances where it's not really unexpected it's kind of just par for the course right like the example that you gave about your test you study you do what you have to do you go and take the test and now 
you put it out into the universe and yeah. there's two ways that this can go like you can't you don't control which way it goes but it's not unexpected it's either this or this you know so I think that when I think about control I'm mostly thinking about it in that capacity um, and even then because I'm just ridiculous as hell and like hyper type A I'm usually the one and this is probably just trying to maintain some form of control I think what is the best outcome here what is a medium and what is the worst outcome mm-hmm. and like that was a point of contention for us too because you tend to in the moment want to focus on the best outcome and then if you have enough time you might spiral into the worst outcome but I'm talking about all that shit at once and you're like well that's thinking negative you know so like that's something we had to get over too yeah I mean I agree I agree with some parts you said but with like the curveball I think it's just like you take any exam that you study for mm-hmm. in college but you're studying for the things that you think is going to be on exam. Even your professor said, oh, these are the things to expect oh, yeah. to be on exam. Mm-hmm. And then you see the actual exam, and it's something completely different. Yeah, that's a curveball. That's something, yeah, that's a curveball. And that's what I, I was talking about. Because mm-hmm. you could be studying for something that you think is going to be on a certain exam, and then time comes, and it's like, yo, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't, I, I didn't account for this. this. Yeah. yeah. So those are curveballs I'm talking about but I do understand like the point she was making and stuff like that with the hospital situation where it's like you don't know because when we wasn't at that point yet of I mean that was a curveball like I'm not saying that curveballs don't exist I'm saying that those are not the only way that people experience lack of control no yeah those are the most immediate ways because it feels very overwhelming at the very second that it happens but there's also like it's kind of like building anxiety and that turns into lack of control for like things just regularly happening like you taking a test there's anxiety around that what's going to be on this test you take the test to the best of your ability and then you submit it and once you submit it again it can go one or two ways yeah you know so that's not necessarily a curveball but you still feel out of control because you don't control the grading of that test right right you know so it's, it's interesting to navigate for sure yeah, that's that's what I was like thinking, and like I know you was like, oh, you know, it's, don't think like that, and mm-hmm. put good energy out there and stuff like that. But I'm, you're not. I'm like, about the universe. Y'all know that. Yeah, but it's hard to when you. you it's like it could go either way. So it's like. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, it's just think a 50, of it 50, like 50. think of it like flipping a coin. Yeah, but even think of it like for my people who, who watch sports, like think of it like the NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. Where you train all year round. Oh, it's a game seven. To get to yeah, to get to that level, and then when you get in the playoffs, you get to the finals. Yeah, game seven. OT. One game. Yep. Last bucket. That's it. So, you have to wait another year. Yep. If you even get to that point. Again, yeah. To get uh, another chance, another shot. So it's like. All the all that shit is riding on that one moment. So the stakes, yeah, so, I, that's yeah. a big part too. Like, how high are the stakes yeah. when it comes to this scenario? You know, like if it's probably something as simple as like, I'm trying to think of like a simple lack of control. I don't, I don't know. know, like fucking okay, like shopping list. Like you go to the grocery store, you plan to 
I don't know, to cook this thing and then they don't got none of the ingredients that you want. It's like, well, damn, that shucks. Like, yeah, you yeah. don't control that inventory. But something big, like you said, like a test yeah, uh, like a that test, defines like... your fucking um, employment status or like our pregnancy. That that yeah, shit is yeah. high stakes. Yeah, like high yeah. risk. Like, you, you know, you ever hear like articles of people, you know, just losing it because they lost, they failed like a medical exam. Mm-hmm. Because they, they, they get a C so much in time a, and in a, effort in a, and energy. Yeah. Yeah, they get a C in a class and a, that's not acceptable. Yeah. So, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Like, life is tough in general when it mm-hmm. comes to the unexpected. Yeah. And what could happen. And I mean, even if you're like me and you, you try to plan as much as possible for. Even the unexpected, like what what scenarios might happen, and that's just like the um, the tech in me. Like I'm I'm thinking in ways of like, okay, well this is the plan, this is executing, these are the risks involved, right? Because we did the same. We did again. We did the same thing with the pregnancy, where it was like, okay, well, obviously we didn't account. Or I, I couldn't have planned for COVID, but I was like, okay, well, these are things that might happen in pregnancy, right? And you were like, don't think like that, and I was like, we have to. Because I would much rather account for it and at least having a conversation proactively than to not have the conversation at all. Like postpartum for either of us, right? Because it's not just moms that go through it, right? Like that conversation, we had that before Yara came here, you know? And I feel like that was helpful because push comes to shove. Like if I experienced it to a a grave degree, Mm Mm-hmm. And we hadn't figured out what that looks like or what that could have looked like prior. Being in the thick of something, it feels so much more overwhelming. Yeah, I think, like, with that, I think I'm a hypocrite when it comes to, like, giving advice in terms of, like, saying don't think of the negative. We all are. But then when it comes to me, I'm all You can't do it. It's not that easy. Yep, it's not that easy. so I think it's, like... Uh, a thing of like you could say all you want but you're not the person experiencing it mm-hmm. so it's easier said than done to just be like oh think of the positive when you don't know how the person's thinking exactly how they feel about it how important it is to that mm-hmm. person that you so. make a good point that's a that's a great point actually because I feel like that's something else that's not unique to either of us like everyone is I feel like most people are hypocrites in that way where like they can kind of dish out great advice mm-hmm. but when tasked with taking that advice and actually not internalizing some things it's, it's a lot harder to yeah, practice yeah. it right especially when it comes to negative because like I don't want y'all to think that we're saying like the negative emotions are like to be shunned and like buried away and like Turn no, like you should still feel those emotions. Yeah, yeah. 100% feel those yeah. emotions. But I 100% agree with you that like more often than than not, we're not being as kind to ourselves mm-hmm. or as empathetic to ourselves as we might be to other people in that same situation. Because when we had that conversation um, about you feeling anxious and out of control about the test results after you took it, you were like, okay, I know I did good, but it's like I, I'm anxious. And yeah. I was like, okay, well, what would you say if you were talking to Ra? Like, what would you say if he was in your shoes about a test or any of them were in your shoes about a test and you were trying to reassure them? Yeah. And you were off the bat ready. But I'm like, right, right. okay, well, why, why do we not employ that same reassurance to ourselves? Why are we not as kind to ourselves? 
Yeah, and I think, yeah, with that, I think it's like the the unknown. Absolutely. Like you're scared of the unknown. Yeah, That's what it's uncomfortable. That's what us to, be, to think like that, because you're like, oh, I get what you're saying, but mm-hmm. all of these thoughts are just swimming in as you're talking, too. Like, they're like, oh, mm-hmm. they're still around. Yeah. You know, even though, like, we're hearing what you're saying, like, the positive about it, positive side those negative thoughts are not going away you just have to like kind of kind of break them down mm-hmm. and kind of mush them with the positive thoughts and kind of like balance it out yeah yeah kind of cover them with positive thoughts because they're not going anywhere they're not they're gonna come they're gonna come they come and go <laughs> like, they're, they're gonna, gonna they're definitely gonna come yeah they're gonna come and go especially if you're like you could just be walking and be like oh shit the fucking test Mm-hmm. Like, intrusive thoughts are a thing intrusive yeah like fuck did I did I answer that question correctly or you start like thinking of like questions like mm-hmm. try to remember certain questions mm-hmm. which is crazy cause it's like you can have 90 to 100 and some questions and yep. you're sitting there thinking about what question I got wrong mm-hmm. so you ended up you know you end up losing your mind yeah thinking about stuff, stuff like that that makes sense so, it's like it's proximity to to the the circumstance too because it's obviously going to be easier said than done because like the fire is not happening um in your head when you're reassuring somebody else yeah. when you have to reassure yourself the fire is happening in your head and like you said like one thing that we talked about too when we started discussing this was like if you really audit your thoughts right like is it mostly negative or is it positive mm-hmm. like are you practicing positive self-talk or is the voice that's loudest the one where you're doubting yourself? The one where, like, you're, you're like, battling imposter syndrome, which is something that I've battled with. Like, what voice is loudest and why? Mm. Yeah. I and mean, you realize that your negative voice was loudest. Mine, too. Yeah. Mine yeah. was definitely louder. Yeah, that's, like, that's, like, I think with maybe most, most of the people we, you know, that would hear this episode would think the same way like mm-hmm. there'll be like the negative the negative thoughts would be the loudest because that's the easiest you know thought to come to mind in terms of like yeah saying what we've done wrong or because it can continue the negative thoughts because they can they can spiral like there's no there's no um there's no bottom yeah it's just it's like, bottomless it's just like a uh, it's just like an interview mm-hmm you go to an interview and you think you did well and then you and start you, thinking oh I should have said this yeah like, you're like fuck like why did I say that instead mm-hmm. of this and yeah you know did I you know present well and shit like that so mm-hmm. you just overthink and that's when the negative thoughts start to come in yeah it's definitely much easier I think the the reason that this is such a thing is because even if you're like used to kind of reassuring yourself in a certain capacity if you're also an overthinker like it's like the fucking the angel and the devil are always fighting mm-hmm. they're always fighting right even if the angel might get an uppercut the devil is like oh i'm swiping you from from the bottom <laughs> you know now yeah. you're on the floor right so it's like a constant battle and that's just, that's normal right it's normal this is not saying that it's not normal it's just really like Knowing that this is a thing, knowing that everyone encounters this, everyone navigates this in some capacity, um, some people more than others, 
mm-hmm. like how do you how do you tackle it yeah, like how do thing. you tackle it that's the that's the important part yeah that's the thing I think what goes along with like just thinking like of positive things mm-hmm. and kind of not to go into that go into that um, like maybe go into like the abyss like that darkness oh, yeah. side yeah 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 try to stay positive at all times because if you know yourself you know once you start with a one negative thought it's just then a spiral. thousand come up and then it's hard to go back to positive like, I like be, that yeah it'd be hard to revert back to like thinking positively you know because more the longer you wait too in my my um, um situation right now I have to wait like four months mm-hmm. so that too that could build on on more negative thoughts absolutely so it's better to practice now while it's fresh and that way you could you know maneuver it better so yeah so like practice positively (laughs) (laughs) practice positivity Mm -hmm. um and again that's not to say like that toxic positivity where like uh everything is awesome no it's not like that's obviously not the case but i think Mm -hmm. that the point to take from that is don't allow yourself to spiral so much that you you don't see the light you know like if you know yourself and you know that the moment you got like one or two or three negative thoughts you just go and completely like overwhelm yourself and it'll yeah. be very hard at that point to kind of bring yourself back up to looking at it in a positive or neutral way then just be be more proactive about how you're thinking about certain things yeah yeah I totally agree with that I would say some of the things that I'm practicing is um, like self-talk, like actual self-talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and follow me, y'all, because it might sound a little crazy. But what I tend to do, because I'm also someone who chronically overthinks. Um, so what I do in those situations is... I let the thought be, like I let it exist, right? But I don't let it spiral. And the, the way that I don't let it spiral is that I talk to myself. Like I literally talk to myself. The thoughts that are in my head that only I can hear, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, like why did you do that? This is stupid, what if this happens? And I ask myself, okay, what if this happens? Right. You know, like I'm literally t- having a conversation with myself. It might sound crazy as fuck, it works for me. <laughs> But, like, I'm having the actual conversation with myself so that the thoughts have space to exist and they're not just living in my head and kind of punching me from the inside out, Mm. right? Like, in the same way that I would kind of challenge a friend to kind of look at it from a different perspective, I have to be extra, extra cognizant about challenging myself to think about it from a different perspective. Because, like I said, I'm very type A very analytical overly analytical so mm-hmm. like once something is no longer in my control i'm thinking of like 101 scenarios um and i'm letting myself process those like okay okay and what happens at that point like how are we feeling right. like if it does go that way what happens then Absolutely. and then usually what happens is i don't have the answer <laughs> right and mm-hmm. then that could either go one or two ways then it means okay there's another negative thought or that means that stops it for now 
Mm. And it's like, touche, bitch. I won't bother you again with this shit today. And then I have peace of mind for at least the rest of the day. <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, it's, going, it's going to come back up after. But, like, yeah, that, the point so- is that it's consistent. Like, it's not... This is not something that goes away. Right. It is not something that you can make go away entirely. It is something that you have to manage. As with most things, when it comes to, like, your mental health, you have to manage it. So figuring out what tools make the most sense for you and managing it in a way that it is not taking you over. Yeah. It's like a, not taking control over you because at that point you don't even have control over you. Yeah. And we get deep y'all. If all you have is control over you, but you're letting your thoughts control you, you don't have control over that either. Like you don't mm. have control over yourself at that point. Okay. Wow. That's deep. Ew, snap, snap, snap. Gem drop. We brought my back. Boom, bomb. Funk master flex. Oh, um, done. Fire. Um, yeah. So, nah, that's deep. That's that's very important to um, take into account. Like, you have to really control those thoughts. Mm-hmm. Like, because that's all you have mm-hmm. is your thoughts. Yep. And once you start letting that get the best of you, then you got nothing. It's a wrap. Yeah. You got nothing. Because you can easily control, like, outside stuff, like, physical, you know, all that other stuff, external stuff. But internally, it's hard to, like, stay in that positive state, mm-hmm. you know? And sometimes it's and not possible. That's fine. Like, we're not preaching, like, just to be positive yeah, all yeah, the time. No. We're preaching that you make enough space and practice enough awareness that you're not letting that take over. Like, the the best way that I think about it is, like, I know we usually use, like, cars or houses or gardens, like, for most scenarios and metaphors, right? Like, Mm -hmm. if you are in a car and you are the actual driver, you the person, your thoughts are a backseat driver screaming at the top of their fucking lungs, go left, bitch, go left, Mm -hmm. right? Like, are you letting them control the direction that you're going in that car? Like, they can still yeah. talk, but are you letting them control the direction yeah, yeah, of the car? Yeah. Because you that's are literally true. the one at the wheel. Right. That's right? True. Like, what happens when you spiral, the way that I like to think about it is what happens when you spiral is you've basically allowed them to control so much of the direction that they're essentially reaching from the backseat and they're driving the car. Yeah. Like, like if like if you want to talk about, like, even if, like, family. Yeah. You can mention about how we tend to say oh i wish i wish this person wasn't like this mm-hmm. you know you try to control that dynamic like the family mm-hmm. dynamic yeah. in your best interest like mm-hmm. oh why this person can't be like me why this person can't be like this person mm-hmm. and it's basically at you know for your convenience yeah there's nothing else than that mm-hmm. um you, you say, oh, you bring them around some people that you know, and you be like, you know, I wish this person was like this family. And we tend to compare and contrast a lot, Absolutely. too. Yeah, absolutely. When we're talking about, like, uh, controlling and what things we can control and stuff like that. No, that's 100% true. Yeah, like, like, getting we, comfortable with knowing that you don't control them. Yeah, like, we, we get, it's like you uh, dealt the hands you was dealt. Absolutely, and how so, you play that deck of cards or hand of cards, which I don't play cards. <laughs> I don't play cards. Either. I mean, you can say Uno. Play the hand you're dealt. You play Uno. There you go. 
play the hand you dealt. Yeah, like even in that example, like you're right. Like you can't control them. It's kind of like that whole like again that spouting that mental health thing where like breaking generational curses don't mean everybody coming with you. You know, oh, so wow. like once you yeah, get to a level of like yeah, like once you get to a level of awareness where you recognize and you seeing that shit play out and you really seeing how the generational trauma and all of that shit is manifesting, um, it's very easy to be like y'all should do this yeah. this is stupid why are we still doing this but again like you gotta to meet you. people you gotta meet people where they at yes. and that's not to say to just accept what the fuck they're doing because at that point what you can't control is how you navigate them Yeah, like what I'll, access you allow them to you and vice versa but yeah. you can't control whether or not they come to the other side with you yeah you like I was gonna say like to piggyback what you were saying to add on what you said um I was reading something or I saw something on Instagram with Dame, Damon Dash mm-hmm. and he was like if you talk if you say one negative thing I don't want to I don't want to talk to you mm-hmm. like if you're going to say something negative about an idea that I come up with mm-hmm. or that something happened in my life like a job that I'm trying to pursue mm-hmm. and the first thing is a negative thought then yeah, you're going to be not, a pessimist yeah. yeah yeah I'm not fucking with you because that shows me that that's you know that's your thing that's your way of thinking like yeah I need that's a way you could bring not dark yeah that's a way you could bring me down and then I start overthinking about shit like like mm. damn is this the right um, am decision? I being too optimistic yeah should I pursue this job like he mm-hmm. said it's, it's further away from my house do I think I'm gonna make it then all these other things start it, it spirals yeah, yeah absolutely. like do I think I could make that traffic every day. Mm-hmm. You know, those are things, and you didn't even try to go. Test that that door it. wasn't even yet. Yeah, that door wasn't so, even open until they opened it for you. Yeah, so words is powerful when you absolutely you talk about stuff like that. Absolutely, and that's words. yep. That's that's why it's important for you to practice kindness with yourself. I think that as hard as it sounds, I would like to think, you know, people are people are good friends so I would think that if you're a decent and genuine person you a pretty bomb ass friend I know that we are (laughs) I know that we are right so like probably the easiest um approach and then kind of see where the chips fall like see how you kind of equip the toolbox further but like one baseline is probably just starting to like reframe your thinking about the things that you can't control Right, like right. not trying to control that you can't control something, but accepting that you're not going to be able to control most things. Mm-hmm. Most things. Yeah. Like get right. comfortable with that uncomfortable fact. You cannot control most things, right? And then, you know, approach it from a point of somebody you care about. Right. You know, like right. I heard something on a um, another podcast where they were like talk to yourself is important like internally but also like if you like me and you talk to yourself in real time like that shit's very important not just in terms of like control but in general Mm -hmm. because so often again it's very easy for us to like tear ourselves down as opposed to build ourselves up it doesn't feel as normal for some people to do that consistently but if you wouldn't let other people talk to you like this if you wouldn't let other people downgrade you and doubt you like this Mm-hmm. Why are you letting yourself do it? Yeah. Like if yeah. you if you live in yourself 24/7, this is the house that you have built. Why are you turning off all the lights? Why are you, why are you doing that? Right. Cuz you do control that. You know what I mean? Like you control like some aspect of that. Right, right. You know, figuring out how you're supposed to navigate 
the darkness because it's going to happen and kind of balance it out like in ways that make the most sense for you yeah I agree with that that makes a lot of sense um, but yeah it's, it's, it's even like not even just like family mm-hmm. like we could we could break this down to like dealing with your health because mm-hmm. everybody is I'm not going to say everybody but most people are concerned about their health like mm-hmm. what's going on with their bodies and especially once like you that. get older yeah and I feel like the older I'm getting the more concerned even conscious. though I've always been the type of person who is conscious of like my health mm-hmm. and stuff like that was going on but we tend to not have control of that because of life what happens in life and shit like that like the shit we eat yeah. And all this other stuff. Like, we think we have control. Or even life happens and then, like, you spiral in that aspect, too. Yeah, Where, like, yeah. you might be on a straight and narrow and then some shit come out the left yeah, field and you're like, yeah. yeah. And, and then, then you start like, eating. And then it's three months later and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, and then you're like, high blood pressure, mm-hmm. you know, in some cases diabetes start to rise and shit like that. And you're like, just because I, I fell off, like, for a few months and stuff yeah. like that, like, you're like, damn. Mm-hmm. And you wasn't aware because you was in a state that you was in yeah. at the time and shit like that. So, and that's unexpected because you don't know how you're gonna take a certain certain news. Yeah, like people say, for example, you lose a loved one. Some yeah. people take that differently, mm-hmm. and it depends on if you take it well or not, or if you go down the route of um, trying to comfort yourself by eating. Or drinking, mm-hmm. then that's when other stuff is gonna yep. arise and stuff like that, like Absolutely. health problems yep. and shit like that. But that's unexpected because you don't know mm-hmm. what. That's curveball. Yeah, that's a curveball. Like everything could be going well in your life, and then Good this job. one thing happens. Yeah, yep. like a week later, you're like, "What the fuck?" Like, and everything else. Yep, that's, this one yeah. thing happens, and everything just goes to shit. Yeah, that's when you hear the saying like, "It's um." What do you usually say? Like, it's always something. Yep. Yeah, like, it's always something. <laughs> Were you, like, waiting for the other shoe to drop? Yeah, it's like, it's always something. And I feel like it's not, you, it's not a, a moment where you could just have good happen, like, for a long time. It's always going to be something that comes up, pop up, whether it be job, health, relationships. It's always going to be something, so. Nah, I agree. I think. Even that's interesting because that kind of feeds into the same thing that we said earlier, where it's just, it's easier to lose yourself in the negative than, than in the positive. It, it, it feels kind of guilty sometimes to just kind of live in the positive. Yeah. You know, like, and that's, I don't know if that's just kind of like a social construct, like, if it's like the rat race to life, like, I don't fucking know. But like, it's definitely a lot easier to kind of lose yourself in the negative thoughts. Yeah, like, yeah, because, I mean... Like, thinking positive all the time is not really healthy. It's not. Because yeah, then you, you most things are going to be curveballs. You're yeah, going to be blindsided like, every time. Well, yo, yeah, like, I'm this positive person. How can this happen? Life is about duality. Yeah, you have, have to, to make be a space balance. for both, yes. Yeah, it have to be a healthy balance between the two. Um, have to be realistic as well. Mm-hmm. Like, your positive have to be realistic. Can't be, like, some out of the blue out of the um, sky type shit like uh, fucking yeah if I play the lotto this amount of times a week I could win mm-hmm. shit like that like yeah. nah you gotta bust your ass like everybody else at the same time <laughs> yeah don't like, just don't just live in delusion it. 
be realistic about it and have a plan B. That'd be some shit. I'm putting it in the atmosphere though. Lotto, 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 lotto. Lotto, lotto, lotto. I'm just gonna speak it, speak it into the universe. Um, you know that's my thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, I think that yeah, it's just it's a lot easier just in general to exist in the negative, and that's why it's so much easier to allow yourself to get to that space. So, like, even that thought process of, like, it always being something, it's, like, that's conditioned, that's learned. Like, you, you, I think we, as a society, are not taught to kind of sit in the joy long enough. Yeah. You know, like, the reason that it always feels like the other shoe is going to drop is because we are not taught that we deserve the joy. (laughs) You know, like, we're taught to grind to keep especially especially in our community it's like grind survive like don't stop to smell the fucking flowers no like pick them shits and hopefully they still smell good at your next destination but like like we're not taught to sit in the joy so it does always feel like the other shoe's gonna drop like what happens if and we get very superstitious yeah you know as opposed to giving space to you know appreciate and not necessarily live in the joy because you know life is going to happen but mm-hmm. like making the same amount of space that you would for a negative thought like you said like duality yeah, yeah like it's 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 like life is a gamble and even like the last thing I want to talk about when it comes to this is like the relationship part of it oh yeah because everybody goes through relationships mm-hmm. and everybody feels most people platonic, feel like they can control the outcome of the relationship based on the things that they're doing. They're doing. Yeah. So they could be like, oh, I cook for this person. I clean. Mm-hmm. Um, so they should stay. Yeah. I ain't got no problems. You know what's crazy? That same podcast, um, it was it was um, the Can't Afford Therapy podcast. So if you guys don't listen to that, definitely do. It's dope. But in that same episode, they talked about this. They talked about um, like how even though it doesn't seem like that that's kind of a, a form of manipulation or it can be a form of manipulation like people mostly think about manipulation in terms of like malice and like negativity but it can also be like unintentional mm-hmm. but it can be like you said like you're doing these things are you doing them um for a desired outcome right. or are you doing them genuinely right because yeah. if it's genuinely then the de- desired outcome doesn't matter Okay. You know? Right, right. So, like, that's interesting that you brought that up. Yeah, like, like the relationship part of it is like, yeah, um, I could do this, and then the person is going to do this. Exactly. Like, basically cause it. ABC, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. But it's not like, it don't work like that. It like, don't. Everybody has their own way of thinking. Everybody knows what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't persuade somebody to want something that they don't want. Even beyond that, even even in like long term relationships, like yeah, you as much as you know the other person, you don't live in their head, and you just taking everything day by day. Right. So yes, you can do A, B, and C, and that's the cause, and you anticipate this effect. But what if they day was trash? Mm-hmm. What if they come home and they're like completely depleted? They're like a two percent. They can't give you shit. Right. You know, like, are you viewing that as a negative automatically? Because you're like, okay, well, I did this, so you should do this. Without anticipating or accounting for the fact that they're a whole ass, again, like, they're a whole ass human that you can't control. 
Uh Right? And they're navigating the world the same way that you are with what they have, where they at, and where they're mentally occupying. Yeah, yeah. So that complicates things as always. Oh, yeah. As always. Definitely. But, um, yeah, no. Obviously, like we said, this is something that everybody goes to um, to some capacity. Mm -hmm. Definitely interested in kind of hearing how you guys navigate it um because i feel like regardless of whether you're at like the the low end of it where you're like hyper uh hypercritical and like really mm-hmm. really anxious or you're someone who like has a lot of good shit going for you like it doesn't really matter it doesn't discriminate right, right. like that shit ain't gonna discriminate because again you don't control most things and it doesn't matter where you are in life or who you are Mm-hmm. Like, that's just going to be the case regardless, right? So, definitely interested in how you guys navigate it. Like, what is your concepts around it? Um, what are your thought processes? Like, how have you learned to manage it? Are you managing it? Right, or is right, that shit right. knocking you the fuck out? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we want to know your take on that. But, before we leave you guys, we have Table Talk. <laughs> table Talk? Table Talk. Special Mental Health. Addition. Yeah, I'm a, this is a curveball because I didn't see that coming. Ow. I didn't see that coming. So the first question um, is mental illness can affect a whole family. How so? Well, there's obviously the hereditary aspects of it. Like, yeah. Right? So things can actually be passed down genetically. Um, but then also cause and effect. Like right. trauma. Yeah, yeah, basically yeah. growing up around it. Exactly. And then you internalize that and without realizing it, you perpetuate it. Yeah. Either like, in like a um, a positive or negative way. Like you might be perpetuating in this like, oh, I'm not going to do this. Or, oh, I'm going to do that. Absolutely. I'm going to be exactly the same. Right. Like being a sponge mm-hmm. when you're young. Absolutely. And then when you're adult, all that stuff comes out. Yep. And it's like, yo, this is crazy. Okay, the second question, what are two strategies you use to relax? Um, sounds mm-hmm. and talking. Or like music? Yeah, no, like sounds in general. Like, oh, right. So like music is included, but you know I also like white noise. So like I like rainfall. Oh, yeah. And lately I've also been like really, really heavy into like um like jazz and like saxophone covers. Oh yeah, yeah, those are. That shit is just smooth. It doesn't like matter. Elevator music. Kind of, right. but a little bit like <laughs> like the old school jazz. Elevated elevator music. Yeah. Yeah, like I don't know like what it is about it, but like it I can be any state of mind and like me throwing on like some some like cool saxophone interludes, that shit just really centers me lately. Like I be playing that shit at work while I'm typing. Mm. I played a whole album. I was like, "Oh shit, I'm done." <laughs> like that's okay. just really calming. Um, so just sounds in general, like something to really recenter me. Um, and then talking, like I said, whether it's like talking it out with someone else or mm-hmm. talking to myself, like talking myself through it. Right, right. Whatever my thought is, okay, what is it? Okay, I'm gonna talk you through it. The same way I would like do something like to the same gravity of like someone that I care for, because again. We care about ourselves, right, y'all? Right. So treat yourself like someone you deeply care about. 
What about yeah. you? I feel like like uh, the gym mm-hmm. definitely helped me relax and music. Gotcha. Yeah, music. And that could be jazz. It could be like something slow. I was about to say R&B. Yeah, like R&B mm-hmm. stuff like that helps me relax. And a third one is like candles, scented Ooh, candles. Bonus. Oh, yeah. Like the stress relief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, definitely. Oh, yeah, like the senses. Um, yeah. I feel like, yeah, like the... I feel like you can kind of explore if you don't. This is a great question, actually. Um, if you explore like which of your senses are like more elevated uh, when you need to relax, right. right? Like when you're feeling like overwhelmed or overstimulated, like what do you need? Like what sense do you need to tap into to kind of recenter yourself? And it sounds like for both of us, at the core, it's like sound, mm-hmm. like hearing, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's interesting that you brought up smell because that makes sense too oh yeah that makes I sense too that. or even like touch like because of the what is it i was about to say the melatonin no this is it serotonin <laughs> whatever that happy chemical is like when you hug yeah, yeah or something like that like sometimes it's just like okay i need a hug mm-hmm. you know and it's just bury yourself in that person yeah yeah that was a great one thank you and the last question is what is one aspect of your life that you are hopeful about? The future. That was a good one. That was that was a good. Ooh, I see what you yeah, did. You capped it out. You see. made sure that was the last one too, babe. Yeah. Because, yeah. like we said, both of us are in a. It's crazy how that played out too. Both of mm-hmm. us are in a transition. We're kind of venturing into the unknown in terms of like new jobs. When we have both been at both of our respective companies for the longest time right. in our in our job history. Um, and just, you know, we were obviously, I don't know if secure or comfortable is the, is the right word, but like we were used to things a certain way for a very long time. Right. Um, we were used to kind of existing in those spaces. So like, I'm hopeful for what shit's going to look like moving forward. Mm -hmm. Um, because we're both having to kind of relearn ourselves in like workplace environments. And then also... But little mama about to start 3k soon too so like there's yeah. a lot of transitioning going in going on and i'm just like hopeful for like how that kind of plays out yeah like uh, I, w- I would i would uh piggyback off that and say the same like i would say like i'm glad that it's happening because we've been we've been like like you said, we've been at our jobs for a long time. It's kind of like after you after you work a job for a certain amount of time, you're kind of autopilot. Yeah. Especially so. if you're great at your job. <laughs> uh-huh. nah, 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 like if you like, so. at some point you just kind of do that shit in your sleep. Yeah. So it's like you want to take on that challenge because mm-hmm. you feel like you don't want to get to a point where you're too comfortable. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know, like you don't, you even, don't learn at that point like aside from the job we we have yara yep so things are going to change whether we like it or not absolutely so it's best to prepare for it now yep and say okay we we know we got to do this we know we got to have somebody to pick her up and shit like that mm-hmm. so um so yeah I'm, i i totally agree with that about the future being hopeful about you know what's going to happen good job baby yeah but, um, yeah, like we said, I want to know your thoughts on the topic of control, how you navigate it, how you experience it. And obviously, also, these 
three managing your mental health cards. These were really good. Yeah, uh, yeah. Kind of want to get your take on those too. And you know where to reach us? At ohmygoodins at gmail.com. And at ohmygoodins on Instagram. And until next time. We will see y'all. When we see y'all. Peace. Peace.